Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. In this episode, I will be recapping the Sunday NFL action from yesterday, November 22nd of 2020. And I will start with the Packers versus Colts game. And the Packers lost the game 34-31 to in overtime. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship had a game-winning field goal, and Matt LaFleur tried to ice him uh, with a timeout before he kicked it, but Blankenship... Uh, Went about his business uh, next and and uh, made the field goal. Uh, it was pretty accurate and pretty much went almost down the middle. So the Colts were able to uh, win the game. And both teams are 7-3 and three as far as the record goes in first place in uh, their respected divisions. The Packers in the NFC North and then the AFC South for the Colts. The Colts uh, were led in the rushing game uh, with 90 yards from former Badger running back from his uh, days in college. Jonathan Taylor, Phillip Rivers, and Aaron Rodgers uh, each had three touchdowns and one interception. Rodgers threw for 311 yards while Rivers threw for 288 yards. Devontae Adams had another Devontae Adams-like game where he had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. The Packers had a two-score lead at the half, and they had to get away from them, and their defense was on the field a lot in the second half. The Colts were running a lot of offensive plays, and the defense kind of got gassed uh, as far as that goes. So I understand it's frustrating that uh, they struggle sometimes uh, as far as the defense goes, and there's third downs, especially third and longs, where yesterday and in other games the, the Colts or whoever they're facing uh, are able to convert those third downs and, and everything. But uh, – Again, in fairness, the defense was on the field a lot, and uh, they got tired and worn out. But uh, also, I mean, they they would probably tell us, uh, everybody else, you know, hey, we have to do our jobs and everything. So it's kind of a it's kind of a interesting balance as far as that goes. I mean, you have to take into consideration all factors uh, and uh, kind of be aware of it all. So uh, they have the Bears as far as the Packers uh, play the Bears next on Sunday Night Football at home. And the Packers are still in first place in their division. It would have been nice yesterday if they would have won because then the Bears were uh, on a bye. So the Packers would have picked up another game in the division. But uh, if you beat the Bears uh, in the regular season and you take care of your head-to-head matchups against them, then you gain a full game. And uh, they have a shot to do it in their first shot of two shots this year. Uh to do it and potentially more if both teams make the playoffs, which one for sure should and the other um, might be on the fringe. Uh, but the the expanded playoffs of COVID and everything should maybe help um, both teams potentially get in. Hopefully for Packers fans sake, like I'm a Packer fan too, uh, the Packers uh, get in uh, to the playoffs and uh, are able to do that, which I mean, they should, they're a good football team and yeah, they've lost uh, the two, uh, I mean, three total, but two of the truest tests uh, as far as going up against a really good team, the Colts and the Buccaneers this year. And and it's unfortunate, but uh, you also have to really take into consideration perspective. I mean, they've won seven games. And, yeah, those haven't been against great opponents, but uh, they're still wins. And then they're against NFL teams, and and they're able to um, have success that way. So hopefully they can keep – uh, bouncing back. I mean, in Matt LaFleur's 10 years so far with the Packers, they haven't lost back-to-back games. So hopefully that stays true and they're able to beat the Bears and um, 
The Bears also have some uncertainty. I saw uh, today within the NFL media, I believe Adam Schefter from ESPN uh, reported that they have three quarterbacks on their roster, Foles, Trubisky, and I believe Chase Daniels, the last one, uh, their, their third-string quarterback, and they're all kind of injured, and there's a question mark as far as their ability, availability going into the game. So it will be interesting as the week progresses to see um, who's up at quarterback and who's not able to play as far as going against the Packers. But, I mean, any NFL team, and this relates to the Packers here when I'm talking about them, they just have to worry about their own business and take care of everything that they can take care of and control what they can control. And they should have a good level of success against the Bears and be able to bounce back uh, on Sunday Night Football. And then uh, in the next game, the Tennessee Titans defeated the Baltimore Ravens 30 to 24 in overtime. The Titans are seven and three in first in their division, while the Ravens are six and four in third in their division. Before this game, there was a little bit of uh, kind of competitively uh, word fighting, I guess you could say, between uh, the the uh, Ravens and and the Titans. As far as these teams do not like each other, and you could see it uh, as far as pregame. I I heard uh, reports that. Uh, there was some of that going on, which which I guess it, it just adds to, to the competition uh, going in. And uh, the Titans were able to uh, get the win and uh, move their record to 7-3. and three. And they're definitely a really good football team. I mean, they're one of the better teams in the AFC and therefore in the NFL. As uh, Derrick Henry had another Derrick Henry-like game, he had over 100 yards rushing uh, and a touchdown as well. And then Corey Davis too had over hundred yards receiving for them. So those were just some of their leaders as far as uh, they also had some other players that contributed obviously, but those were their leaders. And then uh, Lamar Jackson had another tough game, 186 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And then JK Dobbins had 70 yards rushing, leading them in rushing. And then at 96 yards for the tight end, Mike or Mark Andrews, rather, uh, who led them in receiving. So the Ravens, I saw reports today, uh, I believe from uh, Mark Garofolo of uh, NFL Network, I believe. Uh, they have J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram on the COVID list. So they have a short week ahead of them, and they'll be uh, probably having Gus Edwards lead their rushing attack. So. Um, that'll be interesting to see. They have a game against the Steelers on Thanksgiving on Sunday Night Football, and that'll be a good one to watch, uh, that's for sure. And then on the flip side, the Titans did a nice job uh, winning the game, and Derrick Henry had the walk-off uh, touchdown in overtime. So the Titans, both teams are very good. I mean, they're they're good record-wise. And some people, and I understand, may say the, the Ravens aren't like elite as far as that goes. I mean, they're six and four, but they're they're a little bit questionable. And Lamar Jackson's definitely had some uh, games where he's been a little bit uh, up and down. And he had a, the MVP season last year, and it's hard to repeat the MVP season that he had. And for anybody, it is uh, to replicate that. But uh, he's definitely had some uh, tough games. I mean, last week he had a game against the Patriots where Bill Belichick and his uh, Patriots defense gave Lamar Jackson some fits. And the Titans defense was able to give Lamar Jackson some fits. So Lamar Jackson is a really good quarterback in the NFL. I mean, 
you have to say that he's an MVP. He's a, he's a really good quarterback, but he has had some, a few trouble spots. Uh, that's for sure. So far this year. So that's kind of the recap on that game. And the in the next game, the Panthers defeated the lions 20 to nothing. The Panthers are four and seven in, in their division and the lions are four and six in their division. I saw a stat, uh, I believe from ESPN, they, they uh, said that this is the first game in Matthew Stafford's tenure for the Lions as far as him, him being the quarterback that the Lions have gotten shut out. So that was kind of a, a shocking statistic as far as Lamar, or rather Matthew Stafford's been there a long time and uh, they got shut out. I mean, the Panthers did a nice job and they did it too with P.J. Walker uh, at quarterback, their backup, who did a nice job in this game. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, their starter, wasn't available to go. Uh, he was hurt. And um, the Panthers did a nice job. Walker had a, had a solid game. I mean, he had the two interceptions, but he threw for 258 yards. So that's pretty solid. And then they got DJ Moore in the receiving game, leading them with 127 yards. And then uh, Matthew Stafford had kind of a struggle game for him. He had no no touchdowns, no interceptions, and was held to 178 yards. And uh, that was kind of it as far as the stats that kind of jump out at you. Everybody else is kind of so-so as far as that goes, especially their rushing game. I mean, their leading rusher was Adrian Peterson with 18 yards. And, yeah, I know that DeAndre Swift, their rookie running back, who's really good, wasn't able to go, but that's still kind of a shocking uh, thing to see. So that's kind of a recap of that game. And then in the next game, the Browns defeated the Eagles 22-17. to the Browns are six and three and second in their division, and the Eagles are three, five, and one at first in their division. And the NFC East isn't the best division as the Eagles are first in their division, and then everybody else is three and seven, and they're only a half game out of first place. So there's not a whole lot of separation. Yeah, the records don't look good as far as that goes, but all these teams are still in it. They're still in the hunt for for the uh, NFC East, and uh, that's all That's all you can really ask for. I mean, I know that there's a lot of talk about how the, the NFC East, you know, the, the people. some people say it's the NFC least, and I understand that. Like, there, there's not a whole lot of good records in, in the NFC East. There isn't at all, but uh, that's just the way it goes, and these teams are going to continue to battle it out for the playoffs. And uh, it should be a good battle uh, coming up down the stretch. And then as far as that game, uh, for notable stats, the Eagles, Carson Wentz had two interceptions, two touchdowns, and then 235 yards passing. And then uh, Baker Mayfield had 204 yards passing. Nick Chubb in the running game had 114 yards rushing, so that was good for him. Kareem Hunt had 13 rushes for 11 yards, so not – a great rushing day, but he did have the one touchdown. Uh, so it was good uh, for him to get in the end zone. Uh, I mean, a point eight yard per carry average isn't good at all, but he had the one touchdown. And then um, that's kind of the recap uh, for that game. And then in the next game, the Texans defeated the Patriots 27 to 20. The Patriots are four and six and third in their division. And the Texans are three and seven and third in their division. And this game was a game where the Patriots were kind of on a little bit of a hot streak going into it. So 
a lot of people, myself included, first saw the Patriots winning the game, but the Texans did a nice job of winning the game, and uh, they were led by Deshaun Watson, who threw for 344 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. And then in the receiving game, they were led by Brandon Cooks, 85 yards receiving, and then uh, they got a bunch of other contributors too. And for all these games, for the stats, I'm just looking at uh, kind of the numbers that jump out at me. Uh, there's also obviously in any game other contributors uh, along the way as well. And then on the flip side for the Patriots, Cam Newton actually had a really nice game. He had 365 yards passing and one touchdown. And then uh, in the receiving game uh, for the Patriots, they had uh, Demir Bird uh, who led them with 132 yards and a touchdown. So the Texans kind of a little bit having a tough year. But uh, nice, nice on them for uh, being able to get a nice win as far as that goes. And, and they were able to do it at home uh, as well. So in the next game, the Steelers defeated the Jaguars 27-3. The Steelers remain unbeaten as they are 10-0 at first in their division, while the Jaguars' losing streak continues as they are 1-9 and at fourth in their division. And this game uh, was very interesting, at least in the initial parts of it, because the Jaguars, I believe, got up 3 nothing, and then they decided after they got the field goal to kick an onside kick as far as Doug Marone, their coach, knows that he really has nothing to lose. I mean, yeah, you know, he's been kind of on the hot seat, I think. I mean, I don't know. There's not any reports that I've seen that have said that, but, I mean, he struggled recently for the Jaguars. So maybe he's like, hey, we're facing an undefeated team and we have to kind of pull out all the stops. And they tried the onside kick. And uh, that was something that uh, you kind of have to, I know that they're not a good team at all record-wise and they lost the game, but you have to at least get, give them some credit for at least trying something and knowing that, hey, we're, we're going to need to do everything we can to, to try and attempt to win this this game against the unbeaten Steelers and, and try and give them their first loss. But that was all for naught as the Steelers were still able to play a really good game of uh, Steeler football and get the job done. And as far as stats wise go, Big Ben Roethlisberger threw for 267 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. And then they were led by Deontay Johnson in the receiving game, 111 yards receiving. James Conner, the running back, uh, leading running back, had 89 yards rushing. And then uh, on the flip side, the Jaguars didn't, really didn't have a whole lot going for them. Jake Luton, their uh, young quarterback, continues to struggle. He had 151 yards uh, passing and four interceptions, no touchdowns, as their uh, kind of a lost year continues. So uh, the Steelers continue uh, their perfect season as they will uh, have another test on Thursday night on Thanksgiving uh, coming up this week against the Baltimore Ravens in a very good divisional duel, as those games usually always are. And then in the next game, the Saints uh, defeated the Falcons 24-9. to the Saints are 8-2 at first place in their division, while the Falcons are at a record of 3-7 and seven at fourth in their division. So this was a game where the Saints had to start Taysom Hill at quarterback. Drew Brees had the injury uh, that he had happen to him, so he wasn't able to go. And J- Jameis Winston was also on the roster as a quarterback, but they didn't uh, really play him a lot. Uh, Taysom Hill had a decent game. I mean, he had 233 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but in the rushing game, he was able to rush it uh, for two touchdowns. And then Michael Thomas had 104 
yards uh, receiving as far as leading them in that category. And then uh, on the flip side for the Falcons, Matt Ryan kind of had a tough day. He had two interceptions and then uh, 232 yards passing. And the Saints continue their win streak as they haven't lost since earlier in the season on Sunday Night Football against the Packers. So they're the best team in the NFC right now, uh, although pending tonight's uh, game against the, um, or rather between the Rams and the Buccaneers, if the uh, Buccaneers win, then they'll be uh, at the same record as the, or rather, correction, no, the Saints are still the best team in the NFC. Uh, My mistake there. But uh, the Saints are a really good uh, football team. And they uh, continue to show it even without uh, Drew Brees. They're they're still a really um, solid football team. And then in the next game, the Washington football team defeated the Bengals twenty to nine, as the Washington football team is three and seven at third in their division, while the Bengals are two seven and one at fourth in their division. And this one, unfortunately, had Joe Burrow, where he had the tough injury. He has torn his ACL and had other injuries to his knee so unfortunately he will not be playing the rest of the year and he'll have a long recovery road so hopefully joe burrow is able to make a quick and speedy recovery because he has had a great rookie season and he will have a bright future uh hopefully he's able to come back and bounce back which i I think he will be able to uh and uh really tough to see that injury but uh Unfortunately, in the NFL, injuries kind of unfortunately happen every now and again. It's one of the unfortunate realities of the game. Then the next game, the Broncos defeated the Dolphins twenty to thirteen. The Broncos are four and six at third in their division, while the Dolphins are six and four at second in their division. And in this game, the Broncos. Got a really nice day in the rushing game from Melvin Gordon. He had 84 yards and two touchdowns. And then Tim Patrick led them in receiving 119 yards, receiving Drew Locke 270 yards, passing one interception, no touchdowns. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick actually came in for two attack of Vailoa, and uh, that was kind of a little bit shocking to see. But the Dolphins, I mean, you have to understand they weren't looking that great in that game as that game progressed. So, uh, Coach Brian Flores wanted to try something different and put Fitzpatrick in the game as Tua was kind of struggling a little bit and uh, not throwing for that many yards. He didn't have any interceptions, but he didn't um, look amazing as far as that goes. So they wanted to try something different in that game. But it was all for not as the Broncos were able to get it done. And then in the next game, the Chargers defeated the Jets 34-28. to the Chargers are 2-7 and seven at 4th in their division, while the Jets are 0-9 at 4th in their division. And in this one, I mean, good on the Jets. They've had a tough year. They're winless, but they're able to be competitive in this game. And I know, like I've said on previous podcasts, nobody wants any moral victories. They want to win the game, but you have to give them credit for uh, staying in there and uh, making this competitive as Joe Flacco had over 200 yards passing. He did have an interception, two touchdowns, and then everybody else for them kind of had their contributions. Denzel Mims had 71 yards leading them in receiving. And then for the Chargers, Justin Herbert's amazing rookie season continues, 366 yards passing, 
three touchdowns, no interceptions, and then 145 yards on 16 receptions for Keenan Allen and a touchdown leading them in the receiving. So the Chargers had a close game, and yeah, it was against the Jets, so you have, do you have to take that into consideration. But they've lost a lot of close games this year, and this one, in a close game, they are able to get it done. And that's good on them as they uh, have had a tough year, but uh, definitely... Uh, had a nice win yesterday. And again, I understand it's against the Jets. Jets aren't good, but still, they're an NFL team, and they were able to get the job done. And then the next game, the Cowboys defeated the Vikings 31-28. The Cowboys are 3-7 and seven at fourth in their division. Although, like I said earlier with the standings in the NFC East, they're not that far out of first place as um, the battle for that division uh, continues. And then the Vikings, the Vikings were on a hot streak, and they lost. So the Cowboys, the Cowboys are coming off a bye and we're able to get it done against Mike Zimmer's uh, Vikings. And um, in this game, the uh, Vikings had a pretty good day uh, from Dalvin Cook, another good day for him. And then Adam Thielen, another good day for him as both went over 100 yards on their efforts. And then Kirk Cousins threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then uh, Zeke Elliott ran for over 300 yards and had a good day uh, rushing. And then they had pretty good uh, contributions uh, as far as 81 yards of leading them and receiving for Amari Cooper. So the Cowboys uh, head into their matchup. Uh, They've been on Thanksgiving pretty routinely uh, in the past, and they'll continue uh, to be on Thanksgiving as far as they're a part of the three-game uh, NFL slate on Thanksgiving as they play the Washington football team. So that'll be interesting to see how they do and how the rest of the games go on Thanksgiving. And then uh, rounding out uh, this episode of my podcast, uh, recapping the last game of uh, yesterday uh, for the NFL, the Chiefs defeated the Raiders 35-31. to The Chiefs are first in their division. The Raiders are second in their division. This was a really good game uh, to watch, and uh, the Chiefs were able to get it done. The Raiders were kind of really uh, making it competitive, and they're a good team as far as uh, – they're six and four on the season, and uh, they, they've showed uh, really good uh, flashes of brilliance in their season so far. Uh, and then the Chiefs are nine and one, and the Raiders got it done against the Chiefs earlier this year, as they gave the Chiefs their only loss of the season. So the Chiefs wanted to get their revenge, and they were able to get their revenge as the Raiders had a three-point lead uh, with minimal time left in the regulation, and uh, Patrick Mahomes had one timeout, and he was able to. Uh, kind of, I guess you could say, march down the field. I mean, it was pretty much, seemed pretty easy for him. I mean, I mean, it's not easy for NFL quarterback because NFL is a hard game, but it looked effortless, even though there was a lot of effort put in. So Mahomes threw for 348 yards, and uh, Travis Kelsey had over 100 yards, and so did Tyree Kill as far as their leaders there. And then uh, Derek Carr had a nice game. He had 275 yards, one interception, three touchdowns, Downs, and then everybody else for the Raiders had pretty solid games, 88 yards receiving each for Darren Waller and Nelson Aguilar. So the Chiefs uh, continue their brilliance as they won last night on Sunday Night Football. And then I do want to mention that in an earlier game, I said uh, for the game between the Bengals and the Washington football team, just so, just some brief stats from that game uh, that I want to come back to. 
Jerry McLaurin had 84 yards leading them in receiving for the Washington football team. Antonio Gibson had 94 yards receiving a touchdown. And then Alex Smith had over 100 yards passing. And then for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, before his injury, he had 203 yards passing. So, again, in that game, the Washington football team was able to get it done. Uh, But I did want to go back and recap those stats as I kind of was rolling along and I I wanted to come back to and and put those in as I um, just wanted to recap that uh, more from a statistical angle as well as I forgot to bring those up initially. So I did want to get back to them uh, as far as completing out my recap of the NFL um, action from Sunday. And uh, that'll about do it, though, for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. I hope that you've enjoyed all my previous episodes, this episode, and all my future episodes. Uh, if you want to continue to um, listen to my content, I've been trying to put out as many con- as much content out as possible, and it's been great. The listening support's been great so far. And I look forward to getting even better, and hopefully there's even more consistent listeners that uh, climb aboard and uh, enjoy what I'm putting out there as uh, this is something that I always love to do as something on the side in addition to everything else uh, that I have going on. So thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you all again very, very soon. Another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle.